0: Nerd Wallet, finance smarter.
2: slash iHeart. 691 2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's
3: buylegacygold.com. Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California
4: lottery. Tonight's Mega Millions jackpot is over 175 million. Whew. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player client.
1: Mo Kelly in for John and Ken. And just in case you didn't know, there's some new laws which are going to be taking effect July 1st. Oh no, no, really? Really? Not not January 1st. July 1st. New California laws. Gun control. School start. All sorts of stuff. Going to make you every make everyone mad. Let me just show you. New gun control laws beginning July 1st. California is extending its micro-stamping requirement for handguns. Of course, you know micro-stamping is that process of imprinting these tiny markings on cartridges that have been fired from the weapon so police could more quickly identify the origination point. The law will also direct the DOJ to remove three older less-safe semi-automatic pistol models from its roster of handguns certified for sale here in California and for every new certified micro-stamping model. California is also expanding what weapons can legally be seized under gun violence restraining orders, talking about those red flag laws here in California. The existing ones allow police, along with family members, colleagues, like, I'm looking at Tuwala. If Tawala you know, seeming kind of sketchy, I can, you know, let the police know about him, have his gun taken away. Employers and teachers to ask judges to take firearms from those they fear are a possible threat to themselves or others. This new law takes effect Friday and includes what are known as ghost guns in the definition of what may be seized. We've heard more and more about ghost guns recently, and just in case you didn't know, I know you do, but still, just reiterating, these are those guns which are assembled from parts and may not be registered or purchased through a dealer legally as the other firearms which are legally owned. That's going to be changing as of July 1st, as in tomorrow, as in Friday. Now, here's something else. And I love talking about this next new law, which takes effect, because producer of the show today, Tuala Sharp, is also an administrator at a special needs school. So this law is going to directly impact him and other teachers and other administrators and other parents, for that matter, in the sense of when you're going to be taking your kids to school. This new law says that middle schools are required to begin no earlier than 8 a.m., And high schools can start no earlier than 8.30 a.m. The law exempts rural school districts. Supporters of the new law say that teens and preteens need extra sleep for their health and development. I'm a kid. I had a zero period in high school, which started at, oh, dark 30. I don't know. It was like 7.05 a.m. or something like that. I can't remember. But first period started at 8.15. I don't know how that would be impacted by this law today. Cause I know high schools would still have zero periods. Does that consider, is that considered start of school or not?
4: Kind of. I'm trying to think of how this affects my kids uh, and how they go to school. Also, you have
1: one middle schooler and one, and high, one schooler. high schooler. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm
4: kind of like, do, do they also consider individuals whose workday starts at nine and who may not live in that close of proximity to whatever school their kids go to, because this is also Los Angeles, Los Angeles County, so forth and so on.
1: Well, I wonder who is this for. Yet yeah, you say it's for students who may need a little bit of extra sleep. These mother fathers just need to go to bed earlier. <laughs> There's that. I mean, I, <laughs> this is mad. Since, since when do they need nine hours of sleep? Because if they're getting up at, let's say, seven o'clock. If they go to bed at 11 p.m., correct me if I'm wrong, that's eight freaking hours. What are we talking about? Seriously, I get
4: up at 6 so I can get to work. My son also has to get up at 6. Hello? And it's one of those, you need to go to bed.
1: Because the thing is, he's not catching the bus. You are driving the proverbial bus. And so if he's going to be on the bus with you, then he needs to make sure that his butt is at the bus stop at the appointed time. Yes, sir. Eric, you were going to say?
3: I was going to say that I had zero period basketball practice in high school, and we would have to get to school at like 5.30, 6 o'clock, and then we'd have practice for two hours up until
1: 8 o'clock when school starts. Hello. So what happens with all of that? Yeah, I had zero period band marching band practice. Um, I had also basketball practice after school, so the obvious question is, well, if it can only start... No earlier than a certain time are you limiting how late school can go to, which goes back to the question of parents and picking up and um, getting and getting students to school on time, because I know that there is an issue with parents not picking up their kids on time.
4: There is, and they do have after-school programs, which lots of times will go all the way from 5.30, even there are some at 6. There are even some programs where you can pay extra uh, if it's a paid program. Some of the free programs, they're like, no, 5 o'clock, be here to get your kid. So that part isn't as much of an issue, but I don't know if this takes into account life in Los Angeles as it stands.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you're actually helping the parent or the student if you're saying school cannot start any earlier than a certain time. Is there going to be a waiting area, a holding area? Let's say I want my – you know, I can't drop off my kid at 7.45 a.m. I need to drop off my child at 7 o'clock or 7.30. You know, is there, can they go to the cafeteria? Do they have, like, breakfast that can serve? I know they did in my high school. That's the only reason I asked They that. did in
4: – ooh, no, now I don't think they do. They yeah, did. See, I was in they high school in like almost up 40 years ago. Up to fifth, grade. Yes, up so to fifth <laughs> grade, you could uh, drop off. They would have,
1: you know, whatever, morning nutrition. Right now, I don't think so. I got to ask, uh, Deborah Mark, I hate to get your uh, personal business out there, but you you are the only one outside of Tuwala, I, I guess, who would have more recent experience with taking a child to school. Did you have to take your daughter before 8 a.m.?
5: No, I never had. Fortunately, I, I I was I was fortunate. The way my schedule always worked, I was able to bring them to school when school started and pick them up when school was over.
1: Uh, well, yeah. lucky you. I know. I know. Are you just completely Thank torpedoed you, what I was getting
2: I'm ready to sorry, say.
5: I'm <laughs> sorry, but but let me tell you. But but I, I do know a lot of people with their schedules that it is. It's very very stressful to figure all of that out. And if you're a working parent, and I, I, I 100% get it. I I have always been a working parent. But again, it was just it was just luck.
1: Yeah, I just call BS on the supposed reason of making sure kids get enough sleep. I. A 12-year-old child is not staying up or should not be staying up to 2, 3 in the morning... And only getting five hours sleep or something and can't get to class on time or, you know, be awake enough to be. The kid isn't driving. So right. there's, there are no responsibilities. Look, a nap,
4: and they're also not saying that administrators, teachers, so forth and so on are getting there any later. So does the is the school building not open at that time? If the school building is open, what about those parents who say like me, who have kids that go to two separate schools in two separate cities that I have to account for that time to drop them off? How about if the parents are there or if
1: the children are up and ready, how about you accept them? Stop trying to make sense. This is the Johnny Ken Show. Mo Kelly in for Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640. When we come back, your chance to win some money. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And I remember at the beginning of the program, it was Eric and Deborah Mark who were rubbing it in as to not working on the 4th of July. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't say rubbing it oh, in. Oh, I would. Okay, I, I, caressing I, I it yeah. in?
5: I'm rubbing well, it in. Well,
3: you you asked if Massaging I was... Massaging it in? You asked if I was working on Monday, and I just said I wasn't.
1: That's rubbing it in. I, <laughs> you should have okay. declined to answer.
3: All right, I plead the fifth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but since you have answered, I got to ask, given the price of gas... There's, I'm going somewhere with this, no pun intended. Given the price of gas, do you think that you're going to drive somewhere? And if so or not, does the price of gas have any bearing on it. Deborah, I'll let you go first.
5: I'm not going anywhere. I'm just hanging out with family. So I, I'm not I'm not going anywhere. But if I was gonna go somewhere, yeah, I would I wouldn't let the gas prices hold me back because life's too short.
3: Okay. Darren? I am not I'm going somewhere, but I will not be driving because I will be drinking. But I have definitely changed my lifestyle since gas has gone up. Because I have to make conscious choices of when I have to fill up and how much money I'm spending on gas.
1: The reason I asked that, because since California's fiscal year officially begins tomorrow, you will be paying more for gas. And it comes amid the more recent news. You've probably heard Deborah Mark and others report on this, that gas had been coming down. It had been decreasing uh, for the past few weeks. But it's going to go back up as of July 1st, because of the gas tax. And this is something which I think infuriates you and me and just about any reasonable person. It is a standing annual increase. An additional three cents per gallon at the pump. Per gallon. Standing annual increase. And at present, that increase is at 51 cents per gallon, and say it with me, The highest in the country. And if that didn't piss you off, if that wasn't enough to piss you off, here's something else for you. Now, both Democrats and Republicans at the state capitol had been vocal in the past few months about wanting to suspend the gas tax for a year and give residents like you and me. Money to keep up with this rising inflation, regardless of whom you may blame for the inflation or or believe that the president should do more to counteract the inflation. There are things that we can do on a state level, separate and distinct from that, which can impact how much we feel it at the pump. Governor Gavin Newsom initially proposed halting the gas tax increase for a year in his January budget draft. But his efforts were opposed by lawmakers concerned about the effect this would have on funding transportation projects. Remember when I started talking about civics at the beginning? We live in California. The Democrats have a supermajority and a Democratic governor. If the governor is for something, civics... They already have the votes to do whatever the Democrats want to do. And if they don't suspend or rescind the gas tax or do what is necessary, then that's on the Democrats. And you can also say, by extension, Gavin Newsom, because he could actually whip his party into doing this. He has the bully pulpit on a state level. That's that's not being partisan. That's not being political. That's just general civics. The Democrats have a supermajority. They decline the opportunity to remove the gas tax or suspend the gas tax for a year as proposed by the Democratic governor. Is everyone still paying attention? Mm -hmm. The tax increase is part of California's budget plan, which Newsom and the legislature reached an agreement on over June 26th. Now, if it's finalized, it's not completely finalized, but if it were finalized, it would have a one-year suspension on the diesel tax, which would go into effect October 1st. That's great, but I don't drive diesel, and that's October. Who knows what this will look like in, you know, how many months from now. These are the things where I understand why people, including myself, are so cynical in nature about the nature of politics. What did I say about politicians being criminal and dishonest? These are the things that I'm talking about. These are the easy ones. And I always say if you ever listen to the Mo Kelly show, get the easy ones right. This was an easy one. You have the capability. You have the power and the possibility. All you had to do is just say yes. Just say yes. You could have suspended the gas tax, and nobody would have been mad at you for that, not in terms of voters. You wouldn't have lost any constituency. It would have been like Gavin Newsom was going to be in danger of losing his governorship or anything like that. It wasn't like that, oh, my gosh, he had this primary, which he didn't know if he was going to survive. No, that was not even on the table. This is post-primary, post-primary. Post recall, it was very popular in the state, and he couldn't even get people in his own party to support it. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? Can we have an honest conversation? That's not good for you. That's not good for me. That's not good for Californians. And I know Governor Newsom, if he were here, he would say, well, look at our state budget surplus. Look at this surplus. Look at all this extra money we have. Which doesn't mean a G-damn thing if it's not used to the betterment of Californians like you and me. What's the point of having a surplus if we're just going to pay more into the surplus? Oh, looky, we are going to pay more into the surplus starting tomorrow. An extra three cents at the pump every single gallon in perpetuity until... Next July 1st, well, there'll be another three cents added on that. And we're going to feel it even more right now because of inflation. There are certain things that we can and can't control. We cannot control inflation writ large. We love capitalism. Well, with capitalism comes inflation. But there are certain legislative decisions that we are making which makes it more difficult for us to deal with the inflation. And we have no one to blame but ourselves. This is the John and Ken show. Mo Kelly in for John and Ken KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Mo Kelly in for John and Ken. You know me as host of the Mo Kelly show, Saturdays and Sundays from 6 to 8 p.m. You can always find out more about me at my personal website, MrMoKelly.com, M-R-M-O-K-E-L-L-Y.com. Social media, at Mr. Mo Kelly on Twitter and Instagram. You can always send me a longer missive or message at facebook.com forward slash The Mo Kelly Show. And if you're not familiar with who I am, what I do, what I love to discuss, I always look at what has been missed or is being missed in a present conversation. Looking forward, it's like, you may want this. I say, whoa, 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 slow down. It may not be what you think you want. I mean, you think you want it, But if you've considered everything, you probably don't. And a clear example of this, and something I've been discussing for literally years, is the idea of raising the minimum wage. The idea. And I always say, let's get the easy ones right. There's the federal minimum wage, which has not been raised and I don't know when, and that needs to be raised. I'm not a person who's tied to, it's got to be $15 an hour. It's got to be $18 an hour because I understand fundamentally when you tie it to a specific number and don't take into account that you can't get it done immediately and inflation, I was talking about inflation long before it became a thing, then you put yourself in a position where you may get what you want. But don't get what you want. And what I mean by that is many people were protesting. They were fighting. They were marching for $15 an hour. And they tied it to these California bills where it would have been incremental in nature back in 2018. And they would eventually get to 20, uh, $15 an hour in 2022. And we get to 2022 and we realize that $15 an hour isn't as, really as much as $15 an hour anymore because of inflation. And I tried to tell them then and I'm going to remind them now. If you do not tie minimum wage to inflation, you're wasting your time. And now that we are here in 2022 and inflation has been skyrocketing, all those fights for $15 an hour have meant virtually nothing. I won't say absolutely nothing, but virtually nothing as $15 an hour doesn't buy as much as it did two years ago. California's minimum wage could go up to $18 an hour by 2025 for some workers if this ballot measure is approved by voters for November. Can you see where I'm going with this? The minimum wage is already going to go up from $15 an hour for the city of Los Angeles. Let me be specific. It's going to go up from $15 an hour to $16.04 tomorrow. And that's nothing to sneeze at. That is going to help some people, do not get me wrong, but it's not going to be enough because it's not keeping up with the rate of inflation. And I believe if you were intent on helping the most amount of people, what you should have been fighting for was not a flat or an arbitrary number, but having enough foresight to know that what you're fighting for has to take into account the future, which you cannot control, you can't control the forces of inflation, but at the minimum, there should have been some sort of caveat, some sort of clause, which would have protected workers. And since you only fought for fifteen dollars an hour over the course of maybe four years, you got exactly what you asked for and no more. And now you realize, hmm, $15 is not enough. We've been hearing about $15 an hour, at least on the federal side, from Bernie Sanders for many, many years. We've heard about it here in California, and some businesses pay more than that, and God bless them. But we're talking about all businesses, and not all businesses can afford it. And I said, it's one thing if you ask for that for minimum wage. I got that but there're also some unintended consequences for that. In other words, if the minimum wage and I don't want to disparage anybody's job, so I won't say anything specifically. I'll just say the guy who is um you know, spraying water on the sidewalk. Don't want to offend anybody. You know, it's 2022. Can't offend anyone. The guy spraying water on the sidewalk, cleaning the sidewalk is going to get $15 an hour. So what does his manager get? What do other employees who are above him or her in that matrix get. It's not just you're going to raise the minimum wage and not anyone around them. And I understand, and there's something else to this. Um, Every business is moving towards automation. It is a lie to say that raising the minimum wage is going to hasten automation or is going to kill jobs. No, no, no. If you've ever been a small business owner or a business owner, your goal is to get rid of employees. Your goal is to get rid or decrease those variable costs. The cost of labor or payroll taxes, you've always wanted to get rid of that. Just raising the minimum wage is not going to spur that on or even health care. The goal is all, always to get rid of that. So I don't Want you to conflate those arguments. What I am saying is there hasn't been enough conversation about the unintended consequences, which are real and have not been recognized and are unavoidable and directly connected to raising the minimum wage. If you raise the minimum wage, then the other employees' salaries, if you will, or hourly wages will have to be raised as well. Some businesses will do that, some businesses will not do it, do that. But all the businesses are have to going to take into account whether these employees are worth what they'll be paid relative to the bottom line. And also, the $15 you asked for back in 2018, it's not worth $15 an hour now. And there's really nowhere for you to go because you spent a lot of social capital marching and protesting and complaining. For $15 an hour. And now you're going to get $16 an hour tomorrow to bring it home. And it's not going to be enough. So now you're going to have to ask for $18 an hour by 2025. Can you see the cycle now? Can you see how this math, this treadmill, will you will never be able to catch up and you always have to do these ballot measures because you've not had enough foresight to work into this. Some tie to the economic price index where you will be protected as a minimum wage worker. And then there's the other part of the discussion, which I always have where if you personally talking about you selfishly, if you are still working minimum wage four or five years into this debate, then you are doing something wrong. If you are fighting to raise the minimum wage for you yourself and you started fighting for this in 2017, and you're still fighting for to raise the minimum wage for you or yourself or your family. You are doing something wrong. And I know that sounds elitist, but it's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth. I mean, I could get on the radio and sit in for John Kidd and, and lie to you, but you don't want me to lie to you. You want me to tell you the truth. So I'm going to tell you the truth. And we should be fighting for that, which is going to help the uh, not just you, but the people who come behind you. And I know there's an argument to be made that, hey, if we raise, you know, rising tide lifts all boats. So if we raise the minimum wage, more people are helped. Yes, but only in the short term. This has to be a long-term approach. Because let's say you get that ballot measure on the ballot for November, and they'll raise the minimum wage to $18 in 2025. What is going to be the cost of milk in 2025? I don't know what it's going to be, but I damn sure know it's going to be more than what it is right now. So we have to make a fundamental decision. Is it about a dollar amount or is it going to be about Making sure that minimum wage is somehow tied to or reflects the rate of inflation and then workers can be protected. If it's about protecting workers, then you must do that. You have no choice but to do that. It would require that. And if you're not talking about that, not only are you an idiot, you're not going to help get done what you want to get done. I know that sounds harsh. I know that sounds mean, but you know what? It is the truth. Because after so many years of talking about minimum wage here in California and nationally, nobody is talking about tying it to inflation. Why is that? This is the John and Ken Show. Mo Kelly and for John and Ken. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. I'll be with you. All the way today and tomorrow and even the 4th of July will be broadcasting live from Chateau Le Mo, the home studio. Since I do have to work and Eric, who's running the ones and twos on the board, doesn't have to work and he keeps rubbing it in my face. He came into the studio just now to show how what he's going to be doing on the 4th. Isn't that what you showed me on your phone? Uh, no. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm sure, but what I did
3: show you on my phone... People are going to want to stay tuned for. Maybe today we'll get to it. Maybe tomorrow we'll see.
1: Well, And, and we need a keyword. Like we have a cash keyword. We need a keyword for this story tomorrow. <laughs> the keyword will be threesome. <laughs> all right. Perfect. Am I lying, though? No, you are not. Okay. Okay. Well, that that's a tease <laughs> for either later today or sometime tomorrow. Now back to the business at hand. Keeping it live and local. We've all heard of gun buybacks, right? Bring back your gun. No questions asked. Turn it in. We'll give you a gift card. (laughs) As strange and ridiculous as that may sound, I have something even stranger and more ridiculous. L.A. wants to buy back your 4th of July fireworks. Yes. Los Angeles officials are hoping to cut down on the use of illegal fireworks by giving people a chance to turn them over before the holiday, as I said, in exchange for gift cards. Now, And do remember to be serious, all fireworks are illegal within city limits, even if you buy them elsewhere legally. There are some cities where you can legally buy fireworks and use them in those cities in Southern California, but very few, very few. City Council Member Monica Rodriguez said the fireworks buyback is a way for residents to be a part of the solution. Quote, because frankly, fireworks not only pose a public safety threat to wildfires, but the health and safety of those individuals who are using these explosive devices. And also, she added, there's the fear that it elicits in our pets and our seniors and vets. Close quote. I am not disputing any of that as far as uh, the issue of the fear it may elicit. Uh, if you know someone who's ever dealt with PTSD or the negative effects on pets, I would not make light of that. I know that's real, but this is not the solution to address that. If you, And here's another thing. Don't you know if you live in any city unincorporated, or even the city of Los Angeles, you can hear the professional fireworks shows. It's not like that there's going to be less noise because my friend down the street turns in his fireworks. You've been to my house on the 4th of July. Yes. You can see all those professional (laughs) fireworks shows going off and hear them.
4: It looks like a Rose Bowl on every corner in your neighborhood.
3: We had some pop-off in my neighborhood last night. Oh, they've been popping off my
1: neighborhood since April. I'm just being real. This It's almost like a, yeah. a year-round You mean thing. since the pandemic started.
5: Yeah, the same thing in my neighborhood. Since the pandemic, on and off, it's so annoying.
1: And, and honestly, I know all of them are illegal, and they're purchasing them illegally from any number of sources. I don't want to speculate. But are you really expecting someone who paid good money for those fireworks? Because they're not cheap. They're mm-hmm. professional-grade.
4: Do you know how many people have garages full? full who can say, you know what, let me just come up real quick, get some gift cards, maybe pay for the barbecue, maybe pay you for think something what? else? Oh, yes. Yes. Do you know how easy it is to get bulk fireworks? Oh, I know. Just I'm just saying. Right outside. It's really uh, easy. You know, go to him. Oh, it, you're
1: boom, saying to you're the
4: system to Yes.
3: Oh, Yes. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. I think sure people scam happen.
1: Oh yeah. no no no! I I get that. It just seems like it wouldn't be worth the effort, if only because it's gift cards.
4: You'd be surprised what people will do.
1: I what guess. kind of gift cards are they? Like Amex or
3: Chili's, Soup Plantation? It what say. are we talking about? It
1: doesn't say. It's probably one of those nondescript Visa. Yeah. Uh, oh, so gift then cards. yeah, if you can just use it on whatever you if want you to can purchase, just go it, get a vanilla for card. Sure are
3: going to scam this, Man. yeah I mean, now with gas prices being so much, you might not want to drive all the way to the
1: high desert to buy some fireworks. Well, here's the thing. If they promise a gas card, that might be a little more enticing. (laughs) You know, you could actually use that in a certain way. But I'm thinking, like, is this really going to generate the type of interest that would make a difference? Would there be some people who want to scam the system? Probably, and they know that, and they don't care. They want to get the fireworks. But at the same time, I don't know if they're actually making a dent because I see fools getting these fireworks from any number of places and yeah. sources and just you know turning them in but you're not really um limiting the the decibel volume on the 4th of July
4: again I, in yeah. your neighborhood every single corner has fireworks if every if, if I don't if I turn in mine I know my neighbor is still gonna set theirs
1: off we're good right <laughs> we're good. it doesn't it doesn't matter and um e what part of town do you live in I live in the San Fernando Valley. So wow, they're, they're gully they're gully like that down in Tarzana with the fireworks?
3: Yeah, on the border, Tarzana and Reseda,
1: yeah. Okay, Reseda, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Oh, Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah that makes sense. I yeah. live right across the street from Reseda High School. Oh, uh, oh it's going down. Uh, and you made it into work safely? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not that violent in Reseda anymore. It's changed. It's upward mobility. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> no, Tawala's been my house. I'm like hood adjacent. I'm like... Yeah, you're near SoFi, right? Yeah. I am next door to the hood. In other words, you drive through the hood and if you blink you'll miss my house. I'm I'm like right next yes. to it. Yes, I can say for <laughs> yeah. a fact. I saw it during the day, and I said, damn, Mo, I did not know it was this hood right down the street from your house. Hey, my my credibility is intact, okay? Yes. I'm amongst the peoples. That's all I can Miles say. Mo's well-connected, well-respected. Hey, look, don't try to come in my area and think that you can roll up on me because you might get got. Yay they yay? know my name. They know my <laughs> name. What's <West> sight? <side? laughs> but, but, but my point is, this. the serious point is, I understand the need. And I can agree with the desire to lessen the amount of dangerous and illegal fireworks. That's the serious conversation. But I think it's silly to think that this, along with gun buybacks, is going to make any measurable amount amount of impact. And there are those who probably would say, hey, fewer fireworks is good. End of story. End of discussion. And that's enough for me. I would hope. That if we're going to spend money, and we are spending money because the gift cards are not free, presumably, if we're going to spend money, that it's it's effective in nature, that it is sensible in nature, and it is impactful, most importantly, in nature, where if we're going to get fireworks off the street, that this is a part of a multi-pronged approach and more than just, hey, you know, here's a gift card for bringing us your five Piccolo Peets. Is that what we're doing here? <laughs> I mean, you're going to bring in five sparklers, you get a gift card? H- how does this work, actually? I'm being serious. Do I get two gift cards for three M80s? Because those things are loud. They, <laughs> they should we'll specify. Know. Either
3: way, whether people give the fireworks back or not, we're still getting that shot on the 11 o'clock news of all the fireworks across the city, and it's going to look great.
1: It's going to look great, and every single year, I usually post on my Instagram, at Mr. Mo Kelly, the different fireworks shows and... Not the house that I'm living in now, but the house I used to live in, my condo, it sounded like Ordinance, a scene out of maybe Beirut. Some of it was actual gunplay, but that's a different story. But you would – no, uh, Deborah Marcus laughing. I'm, I'm actually being serious. No, I mean actual gunfire because in the hood, they will shoot off their guns because it's a fireworks of a different kind. But, you know, that's get, another – I get it. I get it. That's a different discussion. But my – My point is it's not going to change anything and it's going to be just as loud. It's going to be just as out of control and there'll be more gift cards floating around. And we need to do something about all these gift cards. Maybe we'll have a gift card turn-in program and get fireworks in exchange. (laughs) John and Ken Show, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app.
2: Hey, Ken. Did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its
3: value since the dawn of money?
2: Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com.
0: complete terms.